0: Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone in the world out there. I've had some great conversations leading up to this second podcast, one of which I'm actually here with a good friend and connection of mine. His name is Daniel. He's the CFO of Cylon. He's had quite the amazing journey. But before we go into that, I really love to share with everyone how Daniel and I met. Hey, Daniel, how are you doing today, man?
1: Hey, Augie. I'm I'm doing fine. It's a pleasure to be on the second podcast. Thanks for inviting me.
0: I think this is more so the love note out there to all the esports and video gamers. Two years ago, when COVID happened, during the lockdown, restrictions, and all of that nature, what did everyone look towards? They looked towards on-demand streaming, and why not try out video gaming? We got nothing better to do at home. For a long time, we've been avid practitioners and avid players on it. It's what you call a MOBA. For everyone out there who does not know that acronym, it means Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. And there's a few out there, but this one is one of the OGs. I get invited to the top 100 Silver League guild in the US. Daniel plays Position 1. And in Position 1 in MOBA, it means the carry. And there's a lot of pressure when it comes to being a carry. Daniel, can you give us a little bit more of an insight there?
1: Yeah, okay. thanks for mentioning the gaming aspect. In the MOBA we played, you got five positions. One position of it is carrying, which means you basically win the team game at the end of the game. In the beginning, you really don't have too much impact, but the enablers of this in the early stages are your support heroes. So it's a lot like business or life where you really can start carrying the business of life if you have the right support structure in the beginning. I've never played a game where I've had a weak support where you actually end up winning the game. You have to have some sort of a decent support structure. And I'd say that parallel in life draws absolutely true as well. What I mean by that is not that you're born into the right family or win the genetic lottery but you surround yourself with the right people, people that enable you to become better.
0: Hey Daniel, can you tell the world a little bit about yourself, what you're doing and what your company is all about, man?
1: <laughs> the genesis of that was it all started in South Africa. I went to Pretoria Boys High and got accepted into University of Pretoria. After that, I got a job offer from my brother actually who's got an IT company called Fox 5 in South Africa. He was a great mentor, you know, taught me the ropes of running a business, different set of skills. And this really got my curiosity into the small business aspect of the economy. Four years later, I got accepted into a business school in San Francisco called Holt International Business School. The journey there took me to Shanghai and New York City for my global modules. It really opened my eyes to what a global world we're living in. Coming from South Africa, you're a bit far away from everyone. You're on the bottom point of Africa, right? So you're not in the middle of Europe or in the middle of Americas. You're a bit far away. It really opened my eyes to the international community and how everyone is actually really interlinked. After that, I got an offer from Anheuser-Busch. They were busy undergoing the world's largest merger at that time with South African breweries. This taught me not the small business side, but working in a global multinational team and working on consolidations of teams, doing what I love best and drinking beer.
0: Can I tell everyone that I did not know any of that side about you until just maybe a few moments ago here? That's actually really cool, man.
1: After Anheuser-Busch, I shortly did a one-year project management role, consolidating HR functions in breweries, working with trade unions, really seeing the other side, not the finance side. In my entire career, that's the only job I've had that is not completely finance orientated, but more in an HR project management role. So it taught me different skills. It led me into wanting to do my PMP, which I completed right after I left Anheuser-Busch and I got a job offer from a Czech Republic company called Ceylon. It's one of the largest companies for compounding. I'll get into what compounding is in a bit, but the job offer was with the goal of starting a new company. So a new manufacturing company in Georgia, America, branching us into becoming a real international company with a global presence in order to deliver products to our customers in a timely and cost-effective manner. The U.S. has opened up many, many different avenues for me. It's a great place to be in. It's a great company to work for. All my connections along the way have helped me significantly. I'm glad I'm finally done with studying. You learn a lot, but there's a lot that you learn from practical experience as well. Here, I'm part of many different boards. I got two investment funds going, one company that does prosthetic limbs. This is to help veterans with disabilities, as well as there's a commercial aspect to it where we can implement these prosthetic arms and legs into manufacturing and retail. There's another one as well in the movie industry down here. It's a crowdfunded movie industry company. They're really owned by the people. I've always been a fair ambassador for crowdfunding and open source platforms. Along with compounding, manufacturing, beer, international experience, there's a lot of different startups that I'm interested in as well.
0: Honestly, I think that's very philanthropic of you. There's a lot of things going on in the world right now. That's really awesome to see for you to be involved in so many Going to the next segment here, and this place has a really close place to my heart. It really starts with the people side and in in many companies. Having a people culture and building upon that, it's really where it starts. Daniel, can you tell me what it means to you and your company when we start to talk about serving others?
1: But Cylon, serving others is granting other people an opportunity that they did not have before this. We do this in multiple ways. The first one would be internship programs. We recruit people fresh out of college or fresh out of school, and we run them through our departments. These departments are mainly production, laboratory, and warehouse. It could involve procurement, planning, logistics, anything beyond that sort, anything in a manufacturing environment. After you're done with the internship program, you get a permanent placing at Cylon, where we see you fit or where we see you performing the strongest with an obvious goal of becoming a manager of that department one day. We also signed a contract with Atlanta Regional. So it's a war- work source program. It is an OJT program, on-the-job training. They granted us a 25000 check to give back to our employees. Over and above that, we also have a strong military recruitment program. Veterans that came back from any placing and are currently looking for more of a private career Cylon offers plenty of opportunities, and we're a strong supporter of any veteran society in the area. We're a top sponsor in McNeon for a veterans club. Next Monday, we got invited to go play some golf there with old veterans and get them into the company as well. We generally look in and around our area to place our staff, and usually this would come from not your traditional sources. It would come from ex-veterans. People just coming out of school, people that are hungry to learn. I find this has paid off well both for the people and the company in the past. You achieve the ultimate fulfillment of enabling others around you to be stronger, more successful. That always, always pays back. So serving others means living through another person, enabling other people to become better. And by better, not just in one aspect, but every single facet of your life. That includes business, sports, social, psychological, every single aspect of life to improve that around you.
0: Awesome. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much for that. Now that we've taken the first step to serve, let's take it one more notch. Let's go up another level. What does it mean for you when we talk about ownership, taking initiatives, going above and beyond, learning from mistakes?
1: So again, every single company I've worked for, ownership was one of our core principles. At Anheuser-Busch, we had 10 principles, all revolving about a dream, the people, and the culture of the company. One of the culture principles was that we are a company of owners. Ownership at Cylon is very much the same thing, but more about empowering people and really making the world a better place. At Cylon, we produce plastics, we enhance the life of plastics. In that sense, we are not involved in only plastics, but in every single facet of every single person's life. When it goes to drinking water plastic, in piping, or if it comes to automotive, we are there. A lot of people are touched by our products every single day. You might be using one of our products today, you just don't know about it. You know, ownership is a very big responsibility because you're not only in control of what we do in our manufacturing facility, but what happens around that every single industry touched by that. As a human race, we are all interlinked.
0: Thank you, Daniel. So we're going to the next topic here. I think this is a few favorites for everyone out there too. Let's talk a little bit more about growth. What does that mean for you? Whether it be personal development or the growth of your company and continuously learning, what sets apart Cylon from everyone else against your competitors? Quality
1: sets us apart. We've been around for over 70 years. Our headquarters is currently in Czech Republic, and we operate globally to serve every single client across the world. Originally, Cylon started out as a fiber producer in the 1950s for the production of nylon fibers that are currently still to this day used in the production of stockings. In many countries worldwide, the word Silonki is still used as a synonym for women's nylon stockings. In the early 1970s, we invested in our first extrusion technology. It's a process where we combine several units of ovens and these do various types of operations, including mixing, cooking, kneading, shearing, shaping, and forming the product. The product goes in hoppers in the beginning, runs through the extrusion. And during this process, the physical, thermal, and electrical properties change. Ultimately, we buy plastic, whether this is new or recycled plastic, we change its characteristics and we turn it into usable plastic. Millions of people daily are in contact with our products and we produce over hundred thousand metric tons. Approximately in one year, we ship 4,500 trucks out and these go to various industries in automotive, in freshwater piping and in wires and cables. There are multiple other industries, but these are obviously the focus for our U.S. entity. We're a firm believer in sending out product right the first time around. In our industry, you do not want claims since you are dealing with sensitive products. No one likes a car to be deformed or malfunctioning. No one would want a freshwater disaster on their piping in the city. So in our industry, you cannot make mistakes. We test every box up to three times to ensure this does not happen. We have a 24-7 laboratory in the US. Our R&D facility in Czech Republic has over 30 people. They constantly work to make our products better and give us that edge over our competitors. The first time when growth became a noun and not just an adjective was at business school. Holt Business School is a thorough believer in the growth mindset, It doesn't mean from day one to day two start getting crazy results and becoming better at something, but it means that every single day incrementally changing or becoming better. That 1% increase every single day is compounded and results in astronomic achievements. Growth for me is not a once-off thing. It is a continuous endeavor that you need to strive for every single day of your life. It's installed either through learning or through passion or simply from just what your personality is. You need to wake up every day and become better at one thing, whether that be competitive esports or if that is coming to work a bit earlier or becoming a bit better in time management. But you need to become better in every single thing.
0: (laughs) That's awesome to hear there, Daniel. Before we start wrapping up here, I really wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who has really... Taking back their lives and really just be flexible with their time, and also disrupt the nine to five work style. Having their goals, having their dreams, families, careers. I really wanted to thank all the freelancers out there. You're really making this a digitally nomadic place to be. Daniel, after going through that, can you talk a little bit more, just a few moments, about the age of digital transformation? It seems like everything in the world right now is accelerating so fast, going to the future. What are you all doing? Anything that's coming up there as you help us advance?
1: At Cylon, digital transformation is everything. All of our systems are run online. All of our people use electronic interfaces every single day to communicate either with the machines or with the product or with the customer. In manufacturing itself, digitization has been a trendy word for a few years, but I've really seen it being implemented the last few years. I've been in the industry just over 12 years now. In the beginning, we always threw around the word, you know, digital transformation. It it got a bit buzzwords, but it's been around five, six, seven years ago where it actually started being implemented. By digitization, a lot of people think you're automizing processes, which means you're getting rid of people. But I see it in a completely different light. By automizing these processes, you're not getting rid of people. You are allocating people to more valuable resources. It really makes every single person going to work every day fulfill a better life. The goal is not to cut people down and replace them with machines. The goal is to get value out of your daily job. A lot of jobs that are repetitive are very easy to automate. And there are very few facets in business which are more tougher to automate. But you can much easier allocate human capital to. The way Silence sees it is by automating things, we want to make it easier for our employees. That goes from the production floor up to a CFO position. Every single day I come into work, I have a few repetitive tasks. Those are the first things I want to automate. And I see that with the guys on the production floor. How much time can you save by what investment? And it's not just the time, it's not just the pure cost of it, but the actual effort, the sanity of the employees save by doing that. Our responsibility by being owners of the company is fundamentally to make processes easy. And of course, digital transformation is not just the key word to do it, but the key action.
0: That's a really insightful way of thinking about it. I think as a very core value as everyone really journey into the future here. And I think that we all want to be prepared for it. We want to be responsible for it and just to make it a very inclusive digital future. As we wrap up, I just want to do one last big shout out to my man Daniel. Again, he's the CFO of Cylon. Him and his company are all about quality. If you look up on their website right now, they do extensive research just to make sure that they have the best product going out there to all different industries. I also want to thank everyone for listening in on the second pilot episode. It means so much to me for your support. I'm catering these episodes to center around the vision, purpose, and motivators to journey into the future with y'all as we continue to unlock the power and understand the human voice. One last note, Daniel, do you have anything to leave for the audience today? Any advice before we close out?
1: If I can give one to today or leave one thing behind is incremental improvement. Become a better person in one facet of your life every single day. If this is a 1% improvement, your job is completed. Try that for a year and see where you are. Try to become a better person that incorporates serving, growth, and the entire culture of yourself.
0: Hey, thank you so much. I can't wait to be with you all on the next episode.